You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual. And today, surprise, surprise, I am joined by... It's me! Yay! Yay! (laughs) Pastor David! It's us! (laughs) I know you're all shocked right now. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, So, yeah. We took last week off, so if any of you were like, you know, on the edge of your seat waiting for this episode to drop and you were like... They are off. We didn't have one come out last week. It's because of Thanksgiving. And I know that many of you were definitely just like yes, so saddened. We, <laughs> we submitted to the importance of the holidays yes. and took time to be with family. Yes. Uh, did you enjoy your Thanksgiving, David? I did. I did. I was... <laughs> so when we go to for my family, my sister, because they have a church also, they always invite people from their church, which is, is great. Well, this year they invited a new family that's been to their church, which was um, they're, they're a family from Africa. But they've been living here for a while, but they're you know from Africa. Cool. And she brought African food. And anybody that knows me, if you're listening to this, people, I'm picky when it comes <laughs> to what I eat. Like, I'm not a, oh, let me try that. Yeah. You know? And I was, I said it was a great, it was a great experience, but the, the culture so stuff, well, the culture stuff is interesting because when we went to go get our food, it was because there's so many of us, we have to go in the kitchen, get uh-huh. it. So buffet style. Yeah. Well, because the wife had a very servant heart towards everybody. She stood there uh-huh. the whole time and would not get food because she wanted to be a, please Aww. take some of this, please Aww. take some of this. So you had to take so, some. Well, I, I waited till she wasn't paying attention. David. And then, and then I got my food, but the, I kept waiting. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a rude I don't yeah. want to be so rude but because she was so sweet and nice yeah. and, and you didn't even try it <sighs> listen you might have loved it David. I might have but here's the thing <laughs> there's only there's just key things I just want I mean mashed potatoes gravy some, yeah. some ham and rolls yeah. I mean I'm good with you know like that, oh, that's my man. I am jealous I would love to try that I was watching a show where um, the family was from Nigeria, so I would imagine that depending on where they were mm-hmm. from, their food is going to be different. Uh, but this particular family, like, they ate their food with their fingers oh. and not with utensils. And I was like, that is so wild to me. Yeah. Um, but, like, how cool. Yeah. I, like, I mean, Tyler would hate it <laughs> because he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd totally be down for trying that. And that, hey, I, other people in my family are all for adventurous. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I have certain things I want to get stuffed yeah. on, and that wasn't it. So, did your family try it? Some did. Okay. Uh, not a, I don't think anybody in my oh, circle. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Well, my girls aren't going to. Okay, well, sure. They don't. See, Tyler, Tyler, we had supper club on Sunday night, and we went out to the new Mexican restaurant. And Tyler, I don't think he realized what he was ordering. Mm hmm. But he did order it knowing that there was octopus in it. Mm. But it came in like, it looked like a giant margarita glass. Mm -hmm. And it basically was like a gazpacho because it was like a cold, it looked like cold soup basically. But it had, it was like tomato based. And it had, (laughs) David's gagging right now. It had shrimp in it and then it had um like pieces of octopus like you could see the tentacles yeah no on it no. and stuff and he ate some no. of it i don't think he liked it as much as he thought he was going to um but he's he'll no. try that stuff I mean, he's that's, adventurous. Hey, that's awesome <laughs> i just think there's certain things that humans eat that i wish i could be there for the first like that saw yeah. it and say i'm gonna try that and i would yeah. have been the guy be like you you're, that's stupid yeah like that's <laughs> I'm like all for trying new stuff. Like, I mean, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to hate it and you're going to want to spit it out. 
One thing I've always <laughs> wanted to try is caviar. Because yeah. they, they make it look so cool yeah. on TV. And so someday no. I want to try caviar. But I don't know if I'll ever be in a bougie enough, like, click mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to where we're going to have caviar. But, hey, you never know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident I know that I won't. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that cool. Uh, that's okay. We'll just put it on my bucket list and you, we'll see. But anyways, but that was my Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, but how nice. about yours? So nice. you're the host that never, you yes. know. Yes. So I, um, I actually hosted a Thanksgiving at our house, not for my family, but for um, one of Scott's friends and his oh. family. So we awesome. had them over and then my parents ended up coming too, just because I was like, hey, you guys are sitting at home. Yeah, you might as well over. just come over and eat. So. Um, so yeah, it was nice. And I made very traditional, very low expectation and stress food. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that's, that's mashed what you potatoes need. and gravy. And you actually, need. you know what? I just realized I never got the gravy out. <laughs> I bought, I purposely bought, uh, a jar of gravy because I was like, you know what? The last thing I want to do is try to make gravy on my own. Yeah. So I'm like, that's just one of the shortcuts I'm going to take. And I, it's still sitting in my pantry. Oh, well. So there you go. Next time. But Christmas. apparently the, the potatoes were just good without it. Uh-huh. So no one said anything. <laughs> or internally they were sitting there going, my, yeah. Christ- my Thanksgiving is ruined. Yeah, maybe. I need gravy. I'll have to ask them next time <laughs> I see them. I'm like, did you guys miss the gravy? Uh, no, but then we ended up going to my parents um, that weekend with my extended family. So no, it was nice. It's nice to have the extra time off. And, it is. Uh, just a little bit slower pace and lots of food. Yes. And, yeah. It is nice. Lots of... Christmas shopping. I don't go Black Friday shopping like outside of my house, Mm -hmm. but I do a ton of online shopping during that time. So I've got probably, I would say maybe like 75% done. Wow. Yep. Yeah, we're not even probably at like 7%. Yep. I already bought your presents. Wow. Yep. I know, right? Wow. I'm on top of things. Did you hear that? I mean, does that surprise you? Did everybody hear that? She was referring to me and said presents. Yes. You're getting multiple presents. Listen to that. Awesome. (laughs) This was the first Thanksgiving, Black Friday, that Amy and I actually went to bed together at the same because she's a huge Black Friday. Like her her mom. That was their tradition. Sure. And this was the first year that she didn't. So it was okay. weird. We both go to bed on Friday, on you know Thursday night, yeah. and I'm just like, "This is weird that you're here." Because <laughs> normally it's like two in the morning. You'll come, you know, yeah. Because they would. Oh wow! Yeah, they huh. were they were serious. I heard it's not as good anymore. It's not. We because went later. of online stuff yeah. has like people like me that do all their shopping yeah. online have ruined it. Probably it, it is. It's not nearly yeah. like it used to be. Yeah, my sister in law was telling me that because that's like her big Mm -hmm. she loves doing it and she said that it was very like a big letdown like they don't do the door buster stuff that they used to do and which in some ways is awesome because they they gotten away from thanksgiving day now it's like everybody's like we're Mm -hmm. closed you know yeah um and then yeah when you go it's just you know like our big thing was you get the paper and then that was our thanksgiving tradition we're sitting there after we eat and everybody's looking at the ads if there's any (laughs) deals that anybody wants and yeah they didn't even i think there was like six ads in the paper so there wasn't even i didn't even think about that So. Yeah, it's it's funny how much things have changed just yep. in the last few years. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Very crazy. All right. Enough of that bantering. <laughs> so um, we've been talking about submission mm-hmm. uh, in our first Peter series. And 
So we've kind of moved on to um, Peter explaining the nature of submission and what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think today we'll spend some time laying maybe a little more foundation on what submission is for Christians. Um, and then I'd really like to just spend the bulk of our time uh, expanding on submission in a marriage and then submission if you're not married, because I think that is an important thing to talk mm-hmm. about too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know you can't talk about every single thing on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So once again, this is why this is such a great place to be able to have, um, you know, a little more conversation after your sermons, because yep. you can kind of, you know, dive into some of the things that you weren't able to talk to talk about on Sunday morning. Yep. Um, because, you know, they're already like four, 40 or 50 minutes long. <laughs> I mean, I like how she says that. I would love to, to listen more, but you know, I'm the one that's back there looking at my, that's, my, my that's watch. one of my gifts for Christmas is a stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's up front with you? How did you know? <laughs> I just, oh, that's too I get funny. It. All right. So we're going to go back in our way back time machine now. Cause it's been three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but to chapter two, and we're going to be looking specifically at verses 13 through 26 first. We'll just kind of touch on these. Um, so would you just kind of start again with the definition of submission? Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I shared a, a definition from somebody else there in my sermon that I thought sums it up great it, for me. Anyways, it made a lot of sense. And, uh, it's actually John Piper and, and his definition is this. He says submission is the divine calling and he keep preface it as wife, but this is just biblical submission. It's the divine calling to honor and affirm the leadership role that somebody else has. It's recognizing that God has placed institutions and certain individuals mm-hmm. into certain roles. And it is honoring that seeing that it's a God given thing and submit, you know, like yielding to that, you know, it's, it's the decision to yield to someone else. Sure. And and so when you think about submission though, I think there's a lot of, and, and I know, you know, some of the stuff we might talk about later, there's a lot of ideas that, well, submission is weakness, right? Submission is actually takes some of the most strength that is imaginable. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most powerful, you know, things that there is in a, in a, in a Christian's life. And so it's not weakness. It's actually, strength of unbelievable mm-hmm. um because it's a faith in it really is found in our faith in god mm-hmm. like i'm gonna trust you god because you have told me that the institutions of authority over me you have placed them there lord i'm gonna trust in the roles that you have created and, and i'm gonna submit I'm like i'm submitting to you by submitting to this because i'm mm-hmm. trusting you yeah and, and and it is a um, it takes so much strength. It is yeah. not weakness by any means. Right. Yep. It's definitely control, like having yes. strength under control. Very much. Yes. yes. But I think to the outside world, it looks like weakness sometimes yeah. because we're not, you know, jumping to the defensive all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, putting ourselves out there yeah. like everyone else tends to do. So, yeah. Because it falls under the, uh, well, stand up for yourself. Right. You know, uh, you know, address what, you know, it, it's about me. Mm-hmm. When submission is ultimately, again, it goes back to our submission to God. It's trusting God in, in who he is and what he's designed. You know, I was thinking about this in, even a few minutes before we started the podcast. And we can sit here and and we are, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about what it is, what it isn't. You know, that was part of the sermon. And, and we can we can debate and go back and forth. People can discuss to the depths of, of what submission is and what it's not, what it should look like and all that. 
But it has to start in this. It has to start in our attitude and our heart towards God because God is the one that designed it. Like he is the one you think about even the marriage relationship. Like mm -hmm. it was intended to be powerful and beautiful. Man jacks it up. Like in that we'll talk about that. like the submission, the reason we have such a negativity towards it is because we mess it up. Right. But at its core and its intention, God created it to be beautiful and powerful mm -hmm. and amazing. And, and so we have to start there to say, God, I don't understand it. <laughs> and, and I wrestle with it at times as a human, yeah. but I'm trusting that you created this because you are good. Mm -hmm. and, and so it starts with a heart attitude and then you, we can process through the other stuff. But if our heart attitude is to automatically just reject it because I don't like it, then we're basically telling God, I don't trust what you have created. Yep. And, and so it starts there. Like what's my attitude towards it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And he says right there in the text, in this section on the text, the two reasons why we submit. Um, one, for the Lord's sake, mm -hmm. and two, because it's God's will. Mm -hmm. um, he tells us flat out, Peter does. So, yeah. um, yep, <laughs> we really can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, so so why do you think the idea of submission causes so much controversy, uh, both inside the church and outside of the church? Well, uh, of course, because God created it perfect in its intention. You know, sin, of course, is going to make that come into there. Uh, yep. There's a great quote that I remember reading uh, once. Um, I believe it was it was in a poem by William Henley. Um, and, and it said simply this, that I am the master of my fate, the captain of my soul. And, and so that's that mindset, right? That's mm -hmm. what we have as human beings. Our sin basically says that. Especially I control Americans. my fate. Yes, yeah. I, I am an, I am the commander of where my life goes, and the idea of submission is completely foreign to that. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so I think that's where it comes into it. And uh, again, it, with sin, um, it's it takes humility to be, and and human beings we do not do well with humility. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the enemy of submission is ultimately pride and pride is the root of all sin. Really? I mean, mm -hmm. it's the pride of I'm in control. I can do this better. So, so that's why it's, it's a submission is a completely a conflict of our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. It's, that's why it's so hard. And, yeah. and, and that's why we see it played out inside the church and outside the church, because inside the church, we're trying to live in submission to God, but we're still going to wrestle that outside the church. You see it running crazy. Like I'm yeah. not submitting to anybody, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I know that's one thing Amy and I talk about sometimes is a little bit. Cause I, I have a concern for her becoming a teacher. Not that she won't be a great teacher, but just seeing how even in children mm -hmm. it's changed this idea of submission. Like we, that's a human nature. Yep. You don't even have to be taught to reject authority. Um, you see it in children. And, and, and so I think about how much even the schools have changed and just shout out to teach anybody who works in the school and teachers, you know, you guys, it's so much different than yeah. we were in school. Yeah. And because that's our human nature is mm -hmm. to reject. How dare you tell me how to live or act or whatever. Yeah. So because then you get canceled. Yeah. In this culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get canceled so fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like, because like as Americans, we just have this anti-authority kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I think that social media has really amplified that because now people have a platform and a place where they can air their opinions yep. publicly. And it's just gone like crazy train out yep. there. when it So this kind of leads us into our next question. So how does living in a democracy 
impact our thinking about submission to governing authorities. I, I think especially in comparison to the way a church, like our church, operates with an elder board mm-hmm. and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. so it's interesting in a democracy, or you think about our country, is we pride ourselves on I have a voice, I have a say. Mm-hmm. Like I, That is our right, and we should exercise that right. Um, so then we grow up with this mentality of it is my job to keep authority in check because that's the whole, and I said that out with the sermon is that's the whole birth of our country is we, we exist because we put authority in check. Um, and, and the reason I think we wrestle with it so much is it, we almost feel like submission is basically you telling me I have to give up my right. Yeah. Like I have a right to reject this. Mm-hmm. I have a right to, and, and, and I'm going to say this, and this is just, and, and I don't mean this negative because you brought up the elders and, and even leadership in churches yeah. because submitting to any leadership. Mm-hmm. What I think we have to understand as Americans is great. We have these rights, but, and, and we should voice our opinions. I'm not by any means submission is not, I'm just going to say you're quiet and not speak out against the right. things I don't agree with. Right. But what I find interesting is when we reject authority in any form, it's intriguing to me how many people that reject authority but never step up to enter into being the authority. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to tell you all the stuff you're doing wrong, Yep. but I'm going to do it from the comfort back here. Back here. <laughs> yeah. And But I'm going to tell you, you, this is how you should do it. This, But they don't put themselves mm-hmm. in the responsibility of doing computers. that. From their computer. Yeah, like the safety of <laughs> yeah. I can nitpick everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that as a, as a dig on anybody because I do the same thing. You know, um, I'm a person politically. I can sit here and tell you, well, this is why I don't agree with the president, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then I have no ambitions whatsoever to ever be in that kind of authority right. position. Same. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so that's what's interesting about our I have my voice, but I'm also are you going to step into the responsibility? Yeah. You know, and, and so that's why I think it's interesting about a democracy is we feel like I have the right to say and do whatever I want, mm-hmm. but then I'm also going to put expectations on what I think you should do, but I'm never going to take responsibility. There's just yeah. rights and responsibilities are just, it's interesting. I get that. Um, well, it's easy to, to point fingers. Yeah. 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 And, and the other thing we have to remember is while I love that I'm American, I love that God chose that I live here. Mm-hmm. And which again, I did not choose God. The Bible says yeah. God chooses where I am yeah. and he has Thank blessed you, me Jesus. greatly. <laughs> yeah. But so this is not an anti our country at all, but mm-hmm. we have to remember we as exiles and Christians are called to live and serve something so much greater than America. Yeah. And so that goes back. Why do we understand submission? Why do we live that way? Because God's like, you live for a greater kingdom. Mm-hmm. Your kingdom is not America. Yeah. This will end. You know, and so we live as best we can in the context that God has placed us, mm-hmm. but we live in a way of knowing that we're serving something greater than yeah. ourselves. I, I think that puts a, a much bigger weight on us as American mm-hmm. Christians, too, because we have so many more resources to steward and to be responsible for. And so sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, man, that's a lot of pressure and like, because uh, I want to hear that mm-hmm. well done, good and faithful servant yeah. <laughs> someday. And yeah. I think like, man, we have so much. Mm-hmm. We really do. Mm-hmm. Even even people that maybe would be at the lower tier, you know, or whatever financially, like we still have so much yeah. here. Yeah. And um, man, we really need to be stewarding it well. Well, and a conviction that I've had. <laughs> okay, so I love Facebook memories. Because mm-hmm. if I go back about eight years ago, 
that's when I was a little bit more political on my Facebook. And it makes me laugh because oh, I'll see my, so then I'll see old posts, posts yeah, and I'll be see like, eight year ago. David. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't reshare those. So I'll see those and I'll be like, oh, you idiot. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and not that they were really bad posts, but here's the thing that God really convicted me with as a Christian and the responsibilities we have here mm-hmm. is be invested, be involved. But I, I, I find it intriguing how many of us as Christians say, I am standing against this authority because they are trying to take my religious freedoms from me. I get it. That's a real concern. But it also intrigues me how many Christians say that and we're not even living out the freedoms that we have. Like they're going to take my freedom to worship, but I hardly ever come and worship. (laughs) Like they're going to take my freedom to share the gospel. Uh When's the last time you shared the gospel? Burn. And and I'm not, and that's a conviction that God (laughs) put on me. You know, like you can't stand on this soapbox and say, I'm not submitting Mm -hmm. because you're taking my rights as a Christian, but then I'm not even living out those rights. And so that's something that God really, you know, convicted me about is knock it off. Use your right, right? That That's more of my responsibility. Celebrate it. Don't just fight to keep it. Use it while you have it. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a very good point. All right. So let's move on to the next section of, ta- of text. Um, let's see here. Chapter three, verses one through seven. The section of text that can make people very uncomfortable Mm-hmm. Um, so for wives, submission is an act of faith and discernment. And for some wives, more faith and discernment is required, I think, because depending on, you know, is your husband a believer or not? Yeah. Um, and so that's really going to change your family dynamics a lot. Um, so, okay. So let's set this part of the text up. So is there a cultural impression that Christianity is misogynistic? Yes. Do you want more? Yeah, I do just, want uh, <laughs> more. I do want more. Why? Why is that? Um, well, because if you look back over history, of course, you, you, you can look at Christian history even as, as itself and how people have mm-hmm. treated it. You can find times in history as we have progressed that um, women were placed in some positions that God never intended. Yep. Um, and people have used the Bible or used faith to be able to do that. Uh, so, I mean, nobody would, it'd be foolish for anybody to say, if you look back on Christian history, you can't find, you know, these examples of this. Um, and then we still see it today. You see people that, you know, uh, you see men and even churches that I personally feel take the Bible completely, completely out of context Mm -hmm. and put women in a very submissive role. Um, and, and that's the thing to understand with what Peter's talking about here. He's talking about one relationship. He's talking about between a husband and a Mm -hmm. wife. But yet there's been many Christians that have taken that where women are submissive to, to all everybody. men. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, you just sit there quietly and, 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 um, put them in a, in a box of this is your role. Just be the good woman. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, mm-hmm. um, the kitchen's your place, you know, mentality. <laughs> Man, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. so, so it's, it's, and again, we still see it today. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's forced upon, women often. And, and I think another thing with this passage that sometimes can, I, I don't want to speak into it, but I was thinking about this is when we read this passage by itself, right? Mm-hmm. I, I see how a woman or a wife could read this and be like, man, you are just sure. six verses towards me. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I think that even got said, one when we were talking about one husband. verse towards men. <laughs> well, yeah. If you take that into con, yeah, like that, you know, if you, <laughs> 
And I, I think it was you that said it during I, staff it meeting. Me. Um, <laughs> but but again, if we take this on its own, then yeah, that feels very mm-hmm. heavy. Sure. But if you take this ver- these verses and then put them next to the verses in Ephesians right. that tell men how they're supposed to lead their families and lead their wives, I mean, this is not God, you know, them picking on mm-hmm. women. This is the role right. you have. Men are free to do whatever they want. Um, but some people use it that way. Right. Unfortunately. Well, and, and we do actually see like back in, you know, the first century, women weren't equals. And nope. so... Um, we actually see the progression through the text we were just in, in chapter two with submission to this one. It, he's Peter's moving up the social ladder mm-hmm. with slaves and servants to women and then to men. Um, and that was just, it doesn't mean God condones that. That is just how it was mm-hmm. in that time. And I think, I think that's where the Bible gets a bad rap and people think that Christianity is misogynistic is because, um, people are not reading things in context mm-hmm. or taking in mind what type of book, um, in the Bible that that section mm-hmm. is. So like we've talked about it before, whether something's prescriptive or descriptive. And mm-hmm. so if they're looking at, places in the Bible where it's just a historical narrative. Mm-hmm. It's not prescriptive per se. It's telling you what happened. Yeah. It's just describing. So it's, you know, there's polygamy, there's rape, there's like, man, if y'all don't know that in the old Testament, it is wild oh, in it there. Is. It is it like, is. it would be like a rated mature on Netflix. You guys yeah. <laughs> like, it is so crazy. The stuff that's in there. Um, and so I think when people see those things, they just assume that because it's in the Bible, it's, it's God condones that yep. because a lot of times you don't see justice, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, or, and it just goes mm-hmm. away. And so, um, I think that's part of the reason. And so that's why, you know, we talk about all the time. It's so important to understand, you know, what type of book you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it a historical narrative? Is it poetry? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, whatever. Um, and then what is the context of mm-hmm. that book? Like that changes everything. And so all the times that I've seen people go off on Christians, like on social media and, and actually like quote the Bible themselves, mm-hmm. they are always a hundred percent of the time pulling stuff out of context Mm -hmm. and but it's like you can't explain that to people because they just gonna get it so it it is what it is you know and that's i think goes back into like how we sometimes look like we're weak Mm -hmm. you know in the eyes of the world because we're not gonna i'm not gonna be like hey you took that out of context and so i don't know well when you talk about submission and you talk about how we treat it this God warned us about this, or he gave us insight into this all the way back at the fall. Mm-hmm. And I think we missed that because one of the things that, that God said, when the curses were coming down, one of the things he said was, he looked at Eve and he said, your desire will be for your husband mm-hmm. and he will rule over you. Yep. Okay. So now when we hear that, there have been people that have twisted that to say, <laughs> sure. well, that's right there, right? The yeah. husband rules over the wife and, and all of this. And she is supposed to be this dutiful like mm-hmm. desire and serve me, right? Yes. Yeah. What we forget is that was in the context of the curse, yep. right? So this is the, the beautiful nature of submission that was there with Adam and Eve in the garden before sin. It was a beautiful, amazing, and powerful thing that God created. Submission was there from the get-go. But God is telling us in the curse, this is how now sin is going to mess this up. And what he's saying is, if you kind of look at the language, is this is, and we see this in our world today, wives, 
you're going to be tempted by sin to step into the role that you were not meant to have. Yeah. Like there's going to be this, I can do this. I don't need this. I, I, I want this role. Mm-hmm. You're going to desire, not your husband, you're going to desire the position of yeah. your husband. And men, now because of sin, you're going to be jerks and you're going to act like you have the right to rule over women. Like you're going to act like you have the right to boss them around and say, you do whatever I want to do. So again, we have to remember, we see it played out every time. And God warned us like, this is part of the curse now. The submission was a beautiful relationship that I created. And now because of sin, this Mm -hmm. is how you're going to see it played out. Mm -hmm. And this is the world we live in today that I think, especially in America, this is where we see many husbands. And and, and I say this, and and I hope it came across in the sermon. So many wives are carrying such a great burden because their husbands do not step into the role that God wants them to have. Yep. Right. And because of sin, there's been a lot of husbands that have just checked out. Mm-hmm. And like th- my wife takes care of that. Yep. Right. And and then I understand then why wives, even good Christian women are like, what, what am I supposed to do? He's not stepping into it. Now I have to. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's a lot of good Christian women that are looking at their husband saying, I wish he would step into this, yeah. but there's still conflict because when a husband starts to try, sometimes the wife doesn't react all that great because mm-hmm. I get it. If you're the one that's been carrying it for X mm-hmm. amount of years, Right now, it's just like, well, you know, I've yeah. made these decisions. Sit down. <laughs> like, I've seen that conflict. Right. Oh, you know? sure. And, and then you just, so you see a lot of men checking out or you see a lot of men that, again, that are, can just be jerks and how they mm-hmm. treat women and, and especially their wives. Yeah. Um, so how, how does, okay. So say there's a family, the wife is the one who is like, okay, we're doing devotionals with the kids or reading the Bible with the kids or making sure they spend time praying with their kids and the husband isn't actively involved in that. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how would a wife go about encouraging her? And this is, he is a believer. He is a Christian. He's just not stepping into that role for whatever reason. And I think sometimes that guys can be intimidated if Mm -hmm. the wife is the one that is more into the studying and all that stuff. Um, so how, how can a wife help encourage her husband to, to lead in that way? So a couple, you know, just the Sorry, thoughts. I'm to, going off script a little No, bit. no, no. And, and, <laughs> and a couple thoughts just to, okay. Um, marathon, not a sprint. Let's mm-hmm. just put it out there because yeah, it needs to be understand. This is, yeah, this isn't going to be this, right. this one time. And all of a sudden they're just this yeah. great leader in the home. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that we have instant gratification. And I understand that's where people can get frustrated. I've been trying for three weeks to get this guy to do this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's the first one. The second one is mm-hmm. this, uh, while Peter is talking about how wives can, um, influence their husbands and how they choose to live. What we have to remember is that is God influencing the husband through how the wife submits to God. So again, it's not the wife that's going to change their husband. Right. Okay. And I just say that because it, it, I think wives don't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what do I have to do to get my husband to take Absolutely. this role? Absolutely. That's but not the point. there are some things we can probably not there are po- do. Yes. Yes. And, and maybe do in a better way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not speaking from experience at all. <laughs> um, a, a lot of it, I feel, is, um, and there's so much we could talk about with this, but sure. men, men, and we've probably, many of you have probably heard this before, but men need to know they're respected. Right. And, and that's something that Peter talks about here that there, there needs to be gentleness and respect in, in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the ways to do that, and, and I say this again with caution, 
because I know there's a lot of wives that are carrying the burden of, I want my husband to do this, but then it feels like, but now you're saying I have to do even more. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's like, why do I have to be the one to do so much? You know, but it's, it's, uh, some of it is just in, in tone language, how you choose to word things. Um, even acknowledging it to say, Hey, we have a decision to make and a wife actually saying, I trust your decision in this. I want to know what you Mm -hmm. think. What do you feel like we need to do? And sometimes it's just over time building that foundation of, I trust you. Like I'm trusting you and, and versus make the decision. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of, because of what you said, intimidation, men like I don't I'm going to be wrong no matter what I you know mm-hmm. and and the other thing is I would say this is especially if a husband is growing into this and they're 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 trying the last thing you want to do is have reminding of when you made the stupid decisions because mm-hmm. you know but sometimes that happens it's I hate to say it but there are going to be sometimes when a wife too for the benefit of their husband might have to that's the really dumbest decision I ever heard, mm-hmm. but I'm going to submit to that. Yep. Like I'm going to, I'm, and, and then not be like, I knew that was going to blow up in your face. <laughs> sure. You know, now yeah. I get it when it's a big decision, it's going to affect your family. Speak into it. Yeah. But remember small things like I'm, you internally could be like, that is the most foolish thing I think I have ever heard in my mm-hmm. life, but it's not going to kill us. It's not going to destroy our family. I, I'm going to support that. Mm-hmm. And then even when it, maybe ends up how I thought it was going to end up. <laughs> I'm going to support that. Like, you know, right. like I'm not going to be like, gonna say I told you so. Yeah. I mean, it, it really comes down to that because yeah. here's the thing. Most husbands, they know, I mean, you already sure. know it. You don't need it pointed out. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think those are the small things, right? It's just intentionally like, how is this going to land when I say this, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, um, I, I, it's kind of like even with with big decisions and i've i've talked about amy before with you know ministry and stuff like that when this position got open being here you know i went to her and i said mm-hmm. okay we need to pray about this what do you think mm-hmm. and and she has always said this but she looked at me and she's like i trust that you know what god wants for our family mm-hmm. when it comes to this if this is what we're supposed to do this is what we're supposed to do now that's a huge thing mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying is is that that allows mm-hmm. that okay, you trust me. Like, and I think that goes both ways and it mm -hmm. builds over time because I feel like for her to be able to say that to you, you've already proven to her Mm -hmm. that you're trustworthy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's kind of a weird back and forth balance. I think that can happen. Um, so what about like, what would be your main, your top thing you would, you would say to women who are married, um, but their spouse is not a believer because that's, you know, that's a different thing too. Yeah. So obviously you're not going to expect them to be stepping up and leading the family yeah. and your family devotions because that would never work. Yeah. So yeah. I know this, this whole section is about, um, believers who are married to unbelieving spouses. And so, um, you know, when he gives the different commands here about what to do and how to behave, um, what what would you say to that? When I look at that, the number one thing I pull out of it is wives, in your submission to your husband and how you choose to live in your submission to God, it's basically the... Um, 
I, I just see the power of influence when a, when a wife can live a life that shows their hus- unbelieving husband, like, I'm not, I'm doing this because I serve someone greater. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I'm not, um, and, and that's the hard part because the, 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 the person is, it's easy to focus on what's right in front of us, mm-hmm. right? So when you have a husband that's maybe downgrading your faith or downgrading this and, and, and then Paul's or Peter's talking about be gentle mm-hmm. and respectful and everything in it that goes against every fiber of yes. our being. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. the point because yeah. then when you don't allow the fiber of your being that wants to <laughs> respond in a negative sinful way, mm-hmm. God then uses that to, to put the husband in mm-hmm. silence. Like, yeah. Oh, why? You know, I was a jerk. She mm-hmm. responded back with respect and love. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the issue goes back to that. It's a marathon. Yeah, I and I totally get that. Like, yeah. how hard is it when you're month after month after month, year after year, you're serving? Yeah. But it's keeping your focus what it is. You're submitting to God to give Him glory for the sake of the salvation of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm submitting not because they deserve it, not because they've earned it. Their salvation is more important. Like, that's why I'm doing it. Yep. And so it's keeping what's right in front of you as the, the most important thing. Yeah. And what I love about it also is nowhere here is Peter saying it is your job to, and, and I hate use, I don't want to use this word like as a negative, but um, you, you won't nag your husband into right. what he's supposed to be. Right. He never once in here says, follow them around constantly dogging <laughs> them on why they're failing as a husband or not yeah. as a Christian or, or all those yeah. things. He's saying, let your life be the example and let, then let me use your life. Mm-hmm. Let me use your life yeah. Yeah. to change them. That's a good point. That's not on you know? us. Yes. God is the one ultimately that will soften his heart yes. and change him if that is going to happen. Yes. And I mean, the reality is too, it may not. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I hate that so much. Yeah. Um, it's but hard. it just may be the case. Um, but yeah. Yeah. God still is using you and yeah, it, it, yeah, I can't, and it's, and this isn't part of the text, but it just shows again, the importance of seeking God when we choose who we're going to be with. And, you know, and some of this is maybe I became a Christian after we were married right. and that's a different thing. But yep. in the context of those of us that grow up in the church, mm-hmm. you just don't rush out and missionary. I want to be with you and, yeah. and then be like, why God is it like this? And, <laughs> and he's like, I, I warned you, uh, yeah. you know, yep. um, and we, I see it in my own life. We see it all the time as we, you mm-hmm. know, come alongside people in the church. And it's, if we just did things the way God intended for them, our lives would be so much easier. So much easier. I mean, not without trials, but still. So much easier. But so you much, know what? Yeah. We do stupid, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring a madism back we had in to bring, there. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it doesn't say this also, but in your actions, this is the power of a wife is... Your, your actions, serving God, submitting mm-hmm. to God, but then just prayer, just yes. praying for your spouse yeah. and, and praying, Lord, I wish they'd get their act together. No, like, Lord, I pray mm-hmm. that they would see how you created them, like praying that blessing upon them mm-hmm. versus praying the, I'm tired of them getting it wrong all the time. Like choose how you want to see it. Lord, I want my husband to see how you have created him to lead our family to be a husband to me that you have called him to be Lord. That is what I want him to see that. So he can see his value, his yeah. worth, you know, um, and then trusting to know that when a, when a wife submits to doing that, trust that God will meet the need that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he will be like, I will pour into you 
to be able to do what you need to do for them. Yep. So, um, so real quick, mm-hmm. just running out of time. What, um, how does this section on submission speak to, um, someone who is not married? Like how does submission, um, I mean, obviously they're not married, but how, how do they mm-hmm. apply this text? Um, well, some of it, of course, is submission. I mean, if you look at this, even when we talked this Sunday, it doesn't matter if you're married or not. Of course, this text is towards husbands and wives, mm-hmm. but this entirety of this section right. is we're all submitting. Mm-hmm. We're all submitting. Um, but what it comes to this is what I would say for this is if you are not married and, and you have just, you long for that relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Read this and see what we just got done talking about. Don't do stupid, (laughs) meaning you want to bet the blessing of what God has for you. So don't allow your desire of wanting something, make you jump into a decision that puts you in a place where now you're struggling because you're not going to experience in the fullness. Like you're going to, I want to be married because I want to experience that. And God's like, if that's what I want for you too, I want you to have the fullness of it, not the struggle of it. Mm -hmm. And and so what I would say, as you read these, see that there's warnings here of don't put yourself where you're going to have to then struggle with mm-hmm. this and wrestle with this yeah. because it all comes back to what we've been talking about. First, you submit to God. Well, God, is that a person I'm supposed to be with? Well, they're not mm-hmm. a believer. No, because you tell me not to. I'm going to trust in that versus the I know better. And who are you to tell me how I'm going to live my life? Yep. Um, and, and so that would be my encouragement with that is see this as just a reminder. What do you want? the mm-hmm. best God has for you Ooh. or do you want to rush into something that God's like, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Temporary. Yeah. Temporary happiness. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. see it that way. Um, and, and then, you know, this is, you're not married. This is a great time to watch the people around you. Look at the mm-hmm. relationships of find a, a family that it's like, man, that's a godly woman that I see. Mm-hmm. I want to learn from that versus the, I know what I'm doing. I got this, you know? So, that would that would be my encouragement with that. Yeah, that's really so. good. That's good. Oh my gosh, this section, this short section. There's so much. Like, there's so much I wanted to get into, but we don't. I know have we time. didn't get through. <laughs> and now he was giving me a hard time before that. I sent him a whole long list of questions. Thirteen, thirteen. I counted. And I was like, I don't think it was, but I'm looking at 13. it, and yeah, it was actually a lot. Thirteen questions. <laughs> so we're just not going to be able to get to all. Of and we didn't even get to some of the big ones. Like I, know. I, I like the, you know, what is a weaker vessel? Oh you know, yes, or then yes. Talking about husbands and. <laughs> I know we're at forty minutes though. <laughs> um, okay, so this Sunday we are moving. Um, further along in chapter three, starting in verse eight. Um, And I think it sounds like Peter is going to kind of be rounding up his thoughts on submission by describing like how we submit even in the midst of persecution. Um, So, yeah. And then there's that we kind of talked about yesterday at Stephanie. There's that those confusing verses about how Jesus went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. That's going to be a lot of fun to get into on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just jump over them. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll do a flyby. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that. Because so, that'll be the podcast. Like, what is this? What is yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we can hopefully dive into that yeah. more deeply. Um, Which, <laughs> if you're listening, podcast. yes, we will. Because, you know, yeah. there's a lot of different theories. And, yep. and while Sunday morning is not really always to dig sure. in deep. But, but yes, we're going to talk about uh, submission. Not just Now we're going to be talking about it within the church even. Mm-hmm. Like, brothers and sisters in Christ, the submission to one another. Um, and, and how that then feeds into 
the suffering that we will go through um, and why it's so important. So perfect. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Good news. It's all good news. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs)